This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for or replacement of working with a mental or medical health professional. Welcome to Taboo Talk Time with Dr. Eva, where we inspire a movement towards breaking through societal norms, increasing awareness, and unhinging the taboo. Taboo Talk Time hosts guest experts from around the world in the mental and medical health fields who are passionate about making a difference in our society. Visit tabutalktime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, online couples courses, live couples retreats, and of course, our free podcast. Here is your host, Dr. Eva Brown, licensed marriage and family therapist and intimacy specialist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Taboo Talk Time podcast. My name is Dr. Eva Brown, and I have some awesome guests, Rano and Sierra. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. Yes, they are pretty amazing. They've actually known each other for 35 years, business partners for 11, and married for eight years. Woo-woo, right? Um, I love power couples. I love it. I work with my husband too. So every time I meet couples that work together, I always get so fascinated and excited by that. Um, that's a good gig if you can get it. <laughs> yes, that's so true. You do have to get it though. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. uh, so Rano uh, recently was inducted into the Ithaca Musical Hall of Fame. So cool for being one of the founding members of a 20-year-old acapella group called Ithacapella. Super cool. I just told Rano before we started the episode that I was I used to sing too, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Sierra founded and published a women's empowerment magazine called The Ray Magazine, focusing on sisterhood and positive body image for eight years in LA, 2002 to 2010. And Sierra also did the first ever Saratoga Women's Fest in 2011 that drew hundreds of women over a period of three weeks to various events and activities throughout the city of Sarasota Springs, which is so awesome, in honor of the 100th year anniversary of International Women's Day. And since then, several women's group gatherings in honor of International Women's Day have carried on. So cool to have you both on here today, really. Mm, Thank you. Yes, and we're going to talk about epic Saturday nights and the sacred art or of ritual and sex magic. So let's get started <laughs> with the topic, guys. It's so juicy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right, where do we start? <laughs> yeah, well, how did the epic Saturday nights begin? Let's start there. Um, well, it's funny. Ron and I, we spend our summers, his family has a property on uh, Lake Ontario. And so even though we reside in Los Angeles most of the year, we'll come back and spend you know our summers on that beautiful property. And we have this little, uh, it's not so little, but it's a 30 foot trailer parked on the back field of that property. And we call it our love shack. Okay. And, <laughs> and so it's been this place where it's such a magical area to be in and of course it's summertime it's like what you think about when you think of the typical magical whimsical summer love kind of energy okay and and so we decided that we would start to ritualize some of our um desires through what we now call epic saturday nights and what it is is it's a usually you know friday or saturday night where we usually we have some sort of Um, intention, like we want to expand our relationship in some way or take our lives or businesses to the next level or... Yeah. And a lot of it came out of, as you know, like working with your partner, sometimes you can get just bogged down and work all the time. Yes. 
-hmm. We wanted to have more of an intentional time where we were connected with one another, where we could be intimate with one another, where we could have great sex with one another. So even if all week long we've just been busy launching a course or you know rolling out a program or something like that, then all right, right, cool, we've got that to look forward to. And so that's a lot of how it came out of it. Mm -hmm. And and then the more we dove in together, we're like, ooh. Let's add intention to this. Oh, what does that create? Oh, wow. Look at this, what we just manifested. And then growing and growing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. I love that. It's funny. You know, my husband and I, we started doing that about six months ago. (coughs) Excuse me. We started doing that about six months ago and we actually created rituals throughout the week that we do. Right. So for example, on Wednesday nights, um, which is very much in alignment with what you guys are talking about, especially for couples that are listening that do work together it is so important to create that intentional time, right? So Wednesday night is like date night for the middle of the week for us. And then every Saturday we actually go to the beach and we just hang out underneath the stars. Right. And, um, we talk and play chess. And then every Sunday we, we sit down we meditate for a half an hour together and make love. Right. So these rituals kind of where you get into the space of just, it's something that you can look forward to every single week with your partner. And like you said, just carve out that intentional time, especially when you're rolling out courses and you have a million and one things to do. Yep, exactly. That's beautiful. I love that you do that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you've given me a new permission as well. Like I'm like, Oh, we don't have to, if we can't meditate every single day, let's just choose a day. And on Wednesday we meditate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we could actually probably stick with Yeah, right. (laughs) Although we did meditate this morning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, like, for example, if you go throughout the week, you know, and you don't get to do it every single day, at least you have that staple day where it's like, okay, we're doing it. Like Sunday mornings, my husband and I, we look forward to it so much because we do our Saturday night. we, We hang out underneath the stars type thing and, you know, relax and chill out. And then Sunday morning, it kind of like it is an extension of our Saturday night where we talk and meditate for half an hour, talk about what comes up during our meditation. For example, is there any sacral or chakra um, blocks or whatever that we're experiencing in our relationship or with our family members or friends or outside life? And then we kind of move into that space together. So I just love the idea that you guys came up with Epic Saturday Nights. It's kind of cool. Hmm. They're, they're pretty epic too. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that a little bit more. So where did you learn the process and, you know, how has it impacted your life as a couple? Um, so, I, you know, like, like yourself, we're very um, committed to our spiritual practices and to making ritual out of, out of things. And what we realized is that we could blend the two. We could blend the, you know, date night slash sex night slash, I mean, not that we only have it one night a week, but you know what I mean, that intentional yeah. time and um, with um, ceremony, with ritual. And so what we'd start with, I mean, this was really self-taught. It was just like combining some of the things that we loved into one evening. Mm-hmm. And we'll usually sit um, um, and create uh, some sort of altar and talk about, okay, what is it that we want to create from this experience? What is it that we want to bring, you know, up level or bring back into our lives after the night is done? And we'll discuss what that is. And usually we'll you know, pull some Oracle cards or things like that. And then, um, and then, you know, we'll play music, we'll dance for each other. We have all these games that we've made up. Uh, a couple of them are really fun, uh, like um, five minutes of anything where you commit to, okay, five minutes of anything. Like what does five minutes, what, what does that five minutes want to be? And it becomes very 
intimate as far as sharing, intimate as far as touching, connecting, and then eventually it gets sexier and sexier as the night goes on. Yeah. What part of our kit is coconut oil? So that's like um, something that we recommend yeah. <laughs> having on hand. <laughs> it definitely um, lubes things up on every level. Yeah. yeah. We also play five minutes of healing. So uh, we'll be like, oh, so it's like, oh, you know, my leg, it's hurting right here. Can you massage that for five minutes? And so, you know, we'll massage for five minutes. And I'll be like, hey, I'm like, can you massage me here? Or do like a healing on me here? And so then it just goes back and forth. And it starts at five minutes and then it's like 10, 15 minutes each. And then, you know, it just spirals into that. A lot of this too came out of, um, we, we have this other practice that we do called sacred space. And um, it kind of, the Epic Saturday Night merged out of that, that process. Um, and what sacred space is, is an, an intentional space where we come together and we celebrate each other and the, you know, what's going on in the week. And we also, that's where we can also bring up challenges that we had during the week that are in, in our space still that, that we haven't either processed through or like, hey, I'm still feeling really off about this. Can we talk about it? So that way... <clears throat> Again, especially when we're when we're busy couples and we're running our company, um, it's not necessarily appropriate to have a breakdown with in front of team or you know it's like, hey, we we say this is a sacred space conversation and the agreement is that we both okay cool uh, I'm going to put this to the side I'm going to know that it's going to get taken care of that we're going to talk about it in a safe and beautiful container with one another and that we'll come back to it at a more appropriate time that we both have the space to you know, not get, get our fur. What's it? Hackles. Yeah. Our our, our hackles up. Um, Yes. I love this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where we started doing those on Saturday nights because that was like the the only thing that we had. And then because we felt so much more connected and more intimate, and then we started adding games to it. And then it became, you know, this two to five to 10 hour session of love and expression with one another. Connection and play. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. I love how intentional you guys are. I'm totally taking a page out of your book here for sure. I love that. Like the five minutes of healing, whether it be five minutes or 10 minutes and then there's five minutes or 10 minutes or however long, right? Depending on how the flow of the energy of the night goes of celebrating each other. That's so rad. Mm -hmm. And then five minutes of talking about the challenges that you guys have had as a couple, whether it be a conversation about the kids or a conversation about your own interpersonal feelings, like really getting into that vulnerability space with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because what, what we find is that the more we're actually open and don't push things under the rug, the yeah, less right. less challenges we have. Um, and it, it's a little uh, squishy, as a, a friend of ours would squishy. say. Yeah. You know, it's like it's crunchy. You know, it's like, <laughs> at first, but um, the, like the, there's this very specific process, and we're happy to give it to you guys as well, like um, of how to set that container so that it, everybody feels safe and that you can actually move through the, the perceived challenges that are in the space. Yeah, with love and um, sacredness, reverence. Yeah, so we have time for that. So let's go into that a little bit because I think it's such an important topic to really discuss, like how do you create a safe container for your partner? You know, how do you have a conversation without attacking, blaming, and criticizing your partner, right? Because a lot of people don't, don't know how that process happens. So what do you guys suggest? Um, well, we have a little guide that we could also, you know, a free guide that people can download that we can give that link in a little bit. But the essence of it is, um, one that it is sacred, that you're entering into that space with the knowing that all needs will eventually be met. 
And so um, it's a neutral space for the couple to come into, and it's literally a safe space so that no one can leave. There's very specific guidelines. No one can leave until everybody agrees that it's complete. So it's not like somebody can jump up and run out the door and slam a door or whatever. It's that it's the intention of the sacred space time is that whatever is needing to be worked out or just even connected because it's, although it does work best in many ways as a, as a conflict resolution tool and communication um, connection, it can also just be connection. Just like, Hey, uh, I haven't seen you all week and all this stuff has happened. I want to, you know, share what's been going on. Um, But, you know, I find that most couples refer to or, you know, default to it when there is tend to be something to be cleared up or um, communicated more clearly. Even us. Yeah. We default to that too. Yeah. We always, you know, we wish that we would do it as often as we say we'd like to do it for connection. But in the end of the day, it's a perfect tool. So so that's the key as far as like, okay, it's a neutral zone. Um, Oftentimes we suggest setting, you know, a candle, maybe having a deck of cards, something so that when you walk into the space, it feels different than your everyday, you know, deck of Oracle cards or things like that. Not playing cards. Just (laughs) (laughs) Yes. For those of you that may not know that. Um, And, uh, and then the key is that it's a listening space. It's an active listening space. So whatever gets shared, um, we, you know, the, the commitment, although it's not always easy is to really listen with an open heart. And just let the person share because oftentimes it's just a matter of, I just need to say this. It's not even anything needs to be done about it. Um, and then, of course, if it does trigger the other person, then they know that there's a space for them to be heard. And, um, you know, back and forth. It's just, I think the more, the most important thing around it. Okay, so there is a step by step process, but realistically, I mean, the, the short of it is the most important thing is that you're both agreeing to come into this time frame, into this energetic container where you are committed to the highest level, we like to call partnership consciousness, where all needs get met. Partnership consciousness is the higher needs or the higher... The needs of the partnership. Yeah, the needs of the partnership, not just the the individual. Exactly, exactly. And And I love that. That's interesting. You know, it's kind of like... What do you need, want, and desire more of in this relationship in order to get the the needs met from a relational perspective? Mm-hmm. And exactly, yeah. And I would say, so oftentimes we come from our own little insular. I need this, or Ronald needs this. But if we come from a place of um, okay, well, how does both needs get met fully? Then we usually almost always come to a bigger solution that neither of us could have understood while we're fighting for our own individual needs. So it's a pretty, and it's usually profound. way better than what either of us had in mind. Yeah, that's so true. That's interesting. I love how you guys separate the individual needs for the relationship needs. And then if you guys focus, so the idea is that if you focus on the relationship need, as the priority, then the two of you guys can come up with something even better than perhaps what it would have been if it was just an individual need being met. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we're, we're seeing this kind of need in the world right now too, where everyone's me, 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 me. Yeah. And if we actually looked at how do we put, you know, the partnership of humanity first, like all of our needs would get met a, a lot better. Yeah. I like to say it's the, you know, we're moving yeah. into the we economy where we've been in the me economy. Yeah, you know, I really like that distinction, guys. I really, really dig that distinction, the we economy versus the I economy. What was it now? The me economy. <laughs> well, I think I is also appropriate, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. We can use I. Yeah. What were you going to say, Rana? 
I just want to make sure within sacred space too, so that, because I've, I've seen it when, when we've had clients and given them this practice, if, if they don't follow uh, specifically a few things, then it can roll off the, you know, totally. really yeah. easily. Yeah. It's super, super important that when you're in sacred space, that it's all about being back in what we call the friend box Mm-hmm. where you're you're committed to each other's friendship and and to really understanding one another and nobody leaves you don't you nobody gets up and storms out if the conversation starts to get heated like or escalated yeah escalated yeah. you pause and you just do some breathing um and if you can't come to a res- resolution and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger then you agree to pause and create another time when everybody's had a little bit more time to cool off and come back into sacred space. But um, like, I just want to make sure that that's evidently clear in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a potent container when it's held in its sanctity. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, one of the things that I would like to add to this um, understanding of the sacred Saturday nights, right. Um, You know, when we're really breaking down the fundamentals of talking about emotional vulnerability and having this type of conversation that Rano and Sierra are suggesting for for you guys, right, is to really come from a place of I feel, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel sad. I feel rejected. I feel lonely when. I feel upset when. I feel frustrated when. And the reason why I'm saying is to focus on the feeling is because sometimes we we focus too much on the content of what what happened when such and such happened last week, right? So what I'll find is a lot of my couples will say, well, that's not what happened when you did this. You did this. And then the guy turns back and says, gets defensive, obviously, and says what he feels, right? Or vice versa. Or if you're a same-sex couple, it doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. But the idea is to get away from content-laden conversations. It's um, It's very much a macro societal top-down distinction about what's important. For example, our government focuses on ideas and thoughts as opposed to feeling, right? And then we go into the parenting realm. And then the way that we parent is from the space of right or wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get into relationship with our partners. And then we're focusing on this space of right or wrong or what you should be doing as as opposed to what you are doing. And it really just colors and, and takes away the whole intimacy of the experience that Rano and Sierra are are suggesting. So just as an add on to what you're talking about here, guys, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. one of the cool things that you guys can do is literally focus on this sentence structure, right? Which is, I feel frustrated. If you're feeling like things are getting escalated, that is. Um, Just say, I feel frustrated when you, and then you want to really focus on the specific thing that upsets you. So when you rolled your eyes, right? Or when you gave me an attitude, at least my interpretation of what that attitude was, right? Because everybody has their own interpretation of the reality. There's always two realities when you're talking about a couple, right? So Mm -hmm. I felt really frustrated when you did this or I did this. And then, and then I want you guys to focus on what would make a difference. And it would really make a difference moving forward if you could give me more hugs throughout the week, if you could hold my hand more throughout the week, if we can make love more throughout the week, whatever your request for change is, basically. And you want to focus on what you want when you say what would make a difference for you. You don't want to focus on what you don't want. So it would really make a difference if you just wouldn't give me an attitude when you're pissed, right? That's not what we want. We want, it would really make a difference if you could do this for me 
talk for the relationship next week. And, and if you're talking about it from a relationship perspective, like Rano and Sierra are talking about, which is really up leveling the conversation to a whole nother space rather than the me uh, conversation, as opposed to a we conversation, you can talk about it from a we conversation. It would really make a difference if we did this moving forward. And then of course your partner at that point would have the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, that really fits for me. Let's try that. Or maybe let's think about this and let's see how that goes. And the two of you guys can continue to negotiate from the space of a feeling focused conversation rather than the content of what happened. I don't know if that fits for you guys. It absolutely does. And um, like that's, it's a very similar process to like nonviolent communication. And I, I love that. And it's, it's a huge, uh, I agree a hundred percent. And it, it, it allows you to feel what you need to feel. So it's less charged. And then it also, I love, I love how you put it together as um, you know, my suggestion or what I would like not versus what I don't want. A solution, a solution, a solution focus versus problem focus. And feelings are so key because a lot of people aren't as in touch with their feelings and it can be so easy in the world to blame things. And so it's bringing it back to hundred percent responsibility, which can neutralize the energy much more easily than where, you know, you're coming in with a charge and anger and frustration and blame or whatever's happening. So it's a very diffusing of um, heightened energies. That's it's, And I love it. It's yeah. I love how you articulated it. Thanks for sharing that. So I was going to say another thing, you know, because this is such a great dialogue that we're having. I just love this conversation. But another thing that would be really helpful for the couples is to practice active listening, right? See, I, I think that you guys probably do it naturally, but a lot of couples have a real struggle with making their partner feel heard. And literally, the only thing that you need to do when you're active listening is just say, okay, honey, so what I'm hearing you say is that you feel sad and you feel rejected when I blah, blah, blah. And that it would really make a difference if you could do that, if I could do this instead, or if we could do this instead, right? And so before you go into answering type thing, you're really fostering an environment where you're just kind of harnessing that validation for your partner, even if you don't agree with the request for change type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and if you want like even more brownie points and having your partner feel even more seen and heard that you oh. can add at the end of that, is there anything else that that you want to share in regards to that after you've done the active listening. So I heard you feeling this way and your request is this. Is there anything else that you want to share in this? Then then it's like, Oh my God, melt my heart. (laughs) I know. Right. Tell me about it. I love being heard when I was in my, when I was growing up, I uh, had, you know, a Spanish, um, hold on. I had an Italian, Irish and Jewish family system and nobody heard anybody in the family system. So when my, when my husband hears me, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Let's have sex. Okay, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's so cool. I love that. This is rad conversation. So do you guys have any other, you know, tips or suggestions that are coming off the top of the mind as we're talking about all this? Hmm. Gosh, I mean, I think um, – so sacred space, epic settings. Well, let me, you know, one of the things I want to talk about too is um, cause I hear this all the time. I was just having a conversation with somebody who, who works with her partner and she's saying he has a very strong sex drive and she's starting to question, does she even have a good sex drive? And what we discovered was that she was missing the sensual 
part of it because she's just, she can't go from zero to, you know, six. She's got two young kids. She's got a whole business. She works with her husband. I mean, you know, all those factors are really impactful for how intimate you can get with each other. And so I was telling her that some of the practices that we do in the Epic Saturday nights, like five minutes of anything, that can be used anywhere. It doesn't have to be used in an Epic Saturday night. It doesn't have to be used in a sacred space. You know, five minutes of anything is such a great tool because if you're experiencing just exhaustion, burnout, you know, you're tired, you, you go to bed, you're kind of, you know, sex then becomes this back burner thing. And then intimacy goes out the window and life just becomes more important than the, the relationship. And so Ron and I like to say that, you know, five minutes of anything is the first tool that you can use because at the end of the night, each of you has time for five minutes. It's a 10 minute process. And if you say, okay, what, 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 what in the five minutes that I'm going to give to you, what would you really want it to be? Yeah. And if it's, and if it's touch, it could be just hold me for five minutes. It could be, it could be whisper, listen to my story. Listen to my story for five minutes. Whisper how much you love me for five minutes. It could be, you know, anything that's going to make you feel connected. And then once that five minutes is up, you switch. You both commit to receiving once and giving once. And then you feel connected. And it doesn't have to turn into sex, although often it opens up your heart and your intimacy so much that it right. does lead to sex. So Almost always. Almost always. <laughs> it's a really that. simple yet profound practice that anybody can do at, at any, any time. time. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. I'm going to totally use that with my couples. If you're listening and you're my client, it's happening, okay? <laughs> um, you know, five, five, five minutes of anything. You know, anybody can handle that. And I love I that you guys that. do the five minutes of healing and celebrating and the five minutes of challenges. I mean, it's such a great idea. I'm totally going to actually take a couple of these elements into my own practice. So thank you. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Definitely. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> I will for sure. I'll definitely share. I always love hearing feedback from my clients and things like that, that I work with, because it's nice to know that people are benefiting from mm -hmm. from the things that you guys are offering so yeah, cool. the, warm, the warm fuzzies yeah. <laughs> like yay more love <laughs> yes more love exactly you know and one of the things that you talked about here was that when you know when you're doing the five minutes is also kind of it's important you know we talk about it like it's normal but it's I guess it would be really important to figure out what do you what you do need more mm -hmm. of in the relationship and how do you how do you want to recalibrate often when I talk to my couples I get I get the feedback that they they're not really sure what they want. They just know what they don't want. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to practice getting clear on what you do want and being comfortable asking for that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And this, yeah, this practice can be a really good edgy growth point for everybody. Cause it is like, well, what do you want in your five minutes? Well, I don't know what I want. Well, now it's time to figure it out and get better at that. And, yeah. And ask me, right. We, right. we use it as like a, to go a step further. We've been, been using it. We used to just be five minutes of anything and we just let the other person choose what they wanted to give. And okay. then we've like, Oh, let's, let's practice our boundaries and our edges a lot more. So that way we're like, okay, well let me ask for something that I wouldn't necessarily ask for. Oh my God. I don't know if I can say it. And then it's like, oh, okay, all right, let's try it. It's out. only five minutes. I can do it for five minutes. <laughs> I can do anything for five minutes. I can right? do anything for five minutes. Exactly. We have some, we do have some restrictions. Sorry. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are probably, thinking the same thing anyway yeah, yeah. so we're we're really on point here guys thank you so much for sharing if you guys are listening and you guys are listening to this individually maybe pop this on and listen in the car with your spouse there with you 
and really think about what an epic Saturday night would look like for you. And it can be different. Like, for example, what Paul and I do or what Sierra and Rano do might not be for you. Maybe it might be something different. But adding these five minutes of healing, five minutes of celebrating, five minutes of challenging, going what challenges you're going through, you know, I think it's a great addition to creating more of a ritual um, through through connection. And then eventually, of course, the sex magic will will come along as well, right? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'll just say one last thing about the sex magic is sex magic is just like anything else. It's just creating an intention and then using the pleasure of the connection to manifest what it is that you're desiring. So you're just taking that heightened state where you're bringing more love and attention and pleasure and joy and connection and just leveraging that energy. So, I mean, there's obviously people who Google around and find out more, but that's the essence of what we found. Yeah. Yeah. In- it really is like they say that like how we manifest is when we feel it the most in our bodies and arguably an orgasm is like the most heightened sense of feeling. Like that's why we're also like, yeah, let's have that. Cause it yeah, feels right. good. And mm-hmm. so when you throw intention in there, instead of just sex, all of a sudden those intentions are amplified and, and mm-hmm. more love and more manifestation is created in those moments. And that's yes. my sex magic. Yeah. Yeah, it really deepens the relationship and helps you guys, like like you had mentioned before, really kind of manifest your desires and the relationship in a whole different way from an intentional perspective. So I appreciate so much what you guys had to offer to our listeners today. And if you guys are thinking, you know, hey, I really want to hang out with Rano and Sierra, that's a possibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. how, how is it possible that they can reach out to you guys? What's your website? Um, I think the best way to do it is um, it's life stylized. So the life, like go live your life and then style S T Y L I Z E D.com. Okay. And if they go specifically to forward slash sacred space, um, we'll make sure life stylized.com forward slash sacred space. Yeah. We'll make sure that sacred space guide is up there and they can you know grab that for themselves so they can look at it and um, poke around the website. There's a lot of different offerings and ways to connect with us. Um, mm-hmm. work with couples and, and Sierra does a lot of work with women. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's let me just throw one out for the women. Uh, you can check out secrets of the mm-hmm. If you're curious about how to take your uh, personal power and divine portal of life into, um, creating all that you desire and loving yourself. So throw that out there for the ladies. It's super, super helpful. <laughs> it's a free <laughs> it makes class. Great, yeah. for, great for the women. Uh, awesome. I'm going to check that out myself. Yeah. So, um, so for the, for those of you that are listening, I'm going to have all of this information in the show notes. You can just go ahead and click back after you guys listen to this episode, check out the show notes, all their information will be there for you. And once again, guys, thank you so much for listening and being a part of the taboo talk time movement. And thank you, Brano and Sierra for coming on and, and blessing us with your amazingness. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining the Taboo Talk Time movement. Go ahead and like and subscribe to our fun, free, and informative podcast. And of course, don't forget to share us with your friends. Visit TabooTalkTime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, private intensives, as well as her online couples courses and live couples retreats. As always, we appreciate your listenership and can't wait to share all of our new up-and-coming Taboo Talk Time podcasts with you. See you next time.